Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This guy is a machine. All he does is work out and pick winners. Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on the 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an All-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Chicago Sports Betting Show. Touchdown, Ohio State. There are some folks who are celebrating <laughs> and others who are saying, you've got to be kidding. You kind of know what I'm thinking about. Over or under? Under would be the key word. Hello? Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. Saturday mornings on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. I believe we're hitting the final stretch of the NFL regular season. I say that because we know there are five more games remaining for the Bears and most teams. But we do have two teams on by. Yeah, that is strange here at this stage. Week 13 of the NFL calendar. But I'm probably going to avoid doing a countdown because it appears that they're going to go with a Week 18 at some point. But the NFL is delaying that as much as possible. Even if they have to push games to Wednesday, they're going to keep delaying it as long as they can. So some think here that Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy are out at the end of the season. I'm hopeful, but I'm not quite sure that that's going to be the case for either of them. Welcome into a jam-packed early odds, per usual, here on Saturday on 670 The Score. Every single Saturday, 8 to 9 a.m., 670 The Score, and the Radio.com app. You can also listen via podcast if you can't hear the entire show or in future weeks if you are you want to catch it later. Or you can always use that rewind feature if you're not able to stick with us for the entire hour on that Radio.com app. In a few minutes, we'll discuss the Week 13 schedule with Jim Sonis of Number Fire and FanDuel. Illinois sports betting has some issues you may have noticed. We're going to talk it out with Illinois State Rep Mike Zalewski. Some of those issues like not being able to bet on Illinois Northwestern. Hopefully that will be resolved sometime soon. And Hawthorne's Jim Miller will make his weekly visit on early odds. Looking at this Bears matchup tomorrow on the lakefront, Bears are favored by three. Yeah, they're trying to stop the bleeding again. Now looking to avoid a six-game losing streak, but they are three-point favorites for this NFC North tilt. 
Yeah, we can call it a tilt. A total of 44.5. Now, normally we would say, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Home field teams are about the same according to Vegas. No, no, no. That's not the case because you have no fans there, so home field is not worth three. The market is saying that the Bears are slightly the better team this year despite losing their last five games, and it was a fraudulent 5-1 and one start. We did receive some clarity on the Detroit side with Friday's final injury report. Out for the Lions. Their wide receiver, Kenny Galladay, he missed the first matchup against the Bears. They are 3-1 and one straight up when Kenny Galladay plays a full game. Cornerback Jeff Okuda is out. Defensive lineman Deshaun Han also out for Detroit. Four others listed as questionable, including quarterback Matthew Stafford, running back DeAndre Swift. Drop that potential game-winning touchdown in week number one. The Bears side, no clarity. Nine Bears listed as questionable, including arguably their three best players, Allen Robinson, Khalil Mack, and Akeem Hicks. We know how different that defense looks when Hicks is not on the field. Bears desperate looking for any sort of motivation, whether it's Matt Nagy at the podium trying to pump up his team, uh, take some shots at the defense, or later on in the week, oh, it's Tony Dungy. They're offended by the Super Bowl winning head coach, Tony Dungy, by uh, calling the action as he saw it. Yeah, that's uh, defense that's quitting. That's what everybody was saying watching that game. Does the Trubisky versus the Lions narrative still work when he didn't do anything for three quarters in the first game of the year. They did win that game. They had that comeback when they were down a few corners. But does it still work? Well, in six starts, Trubisky, 14 touchdowns, four interceptions, and a quarterback rating of 106 against the Lions. Detroit, extra week to prepare, but they also had to deal with some change. After the Thanksgiving loss to the Texans, they fired their head coach and their general manager. That's happened twice this year. Twice. Very early in the season, Texans get rid of Bill O'Brien, their head coach slash GM, and they've been a winning team since. Atlanta, they get rid of Quinn and their GM as well, and they've been a winning team since. The last 30 times we've had in-season firings of head coaches, the record the following game is 14-16 and 16 straight up, 16-14 and 14 against the spread. Joe, that's not a big deal you're thinking, right? Well, maybe it is. I did say 14 and 16 straight up. I think that's notable because these teams that fired their head coaches in the middle of the year, if you're willing to make that move, that means it's a terrible team. It's a team that's starting 0-4, 0-5, like the teams that have done it in the 2020 season. So to be 500, that's actually pretty good. That's a remarkable turnaround. You're dealing with that turmoil, and you decide to fire the head coach in year. The low total in this one makes a lot of sense. I can't argue to back the Bears. Sure, a primetime spot where you get embarrassed. Normally, that would be a bet on team. I'm expecting them to bounce back in the following week. But that's with teams that are coached well. The Bears aren't a well-coached team. And they've been embarrassed a bunch throughout their five-game losing streak. So why is this going to be the spot where they're going to play great? I'm not sure. The best way to attack this game, as far as I'm concerned, is to use it in a teaser. With the Lions as three-point underdogs, you can tease them from three up to nine, and I think that line will stick there by the time we get to Sunday morning. What NFL team are the Bears going to win by multiple scores against? It's week 13, and we're still waiting on that to happen. They had that thrilling 5-1 and one start 
they still haven't beaten a team by more than one score. They have one win by more than four points, and that was against Carolina. That was a touchdown game. So if you tease the Lions all the way up to nine, remember the Lions should have won week one. If you tease the Lions all the way up to nine against this Bears offense, don't you feel pretty safe? I certainly do. I think the Lions are one of the stronger teaser legs with such a low total out there, and there are many different options that you can match it up with. So I think that's the best way to bet this game. I don't have any confidence in the Bears beating anyone by more than a field goal. Early Odds Sports Radio 670, the score with you on another Saturday morning. And this week we bring in to uh, break down the NFL card. His name is Jim Sonis, a senior writer and analyst for Number Fire. Follow him on Twitter, at Jim Sonis. It's strange, Jim. It feels like Week 12 just wrapped up. Oh, wait, it did just wrap up. <laughs> they got out of the way for the Rockets so they could be on NBC on Wednesday night. No Thursday game, so we're now waiting on all these games coming up on Sunday. But let's start with the lead in your world. Uh, it is to a lot of people over here in Evanston. Even though you're not here anymore, you attended <laughs> Northwestern. Let's start with your Wildcats, man. It only took um, a pandemic. Wisconsin yeah. being ineligible, Ohio State, we don't know if they're going to be eligible for the conference title game, but all signs point to Northwestern uh, participating in the title game, man. Got to be so jacked. Joe, you've been in the Chicago area for a long time. Um, can I ask you if there's ever been a more predictable loss than the Northwestern game against Michigan State? It's so <laughs> very Northwestern to be like, Play up to, like, good team. They didn't play that well against Wisconsin. Their defense is awesome. Uh, Playing Michigan State, that was the most obvious loss of all time, right? This is what I appreciate about you. 95% of Northwestern fans with that lead-in that I know or people that work over at Northwestern in in the athletics department would move right to the great season that they've had. But you focused on the very disappointing loss that they had to Mel Tucker's crew and Sparty. And you're right. I was on that. There was nothing more predictable than that forget the spread just yeah the outright loss uh this past saturday you have to remember i went to school when they that they had that ohio state loss uh where king Coulter got the first down and didn't get it Uh, i was there for the jordan westerkamp hail mary against nebraska ever since like i've been a northwestern fan these things have happened and it's like okay I've, i've come to expect it i would say the odds they lose to illinois next week i mean that game is played gotta be like 97 percent they haven't lost <laughs> illinois in like forever like they won last year when they had whatever the quarterback situation was they beat illinois then that means they're guaranteed to lose this year probably on a hail mary i think that that's the most likely scenario I, it's just gonna happen i know this for a fact in my blood Instead of being excited for a conference championship (laughs) game against the Buckeyes or the football powerhouse, the Indiana Hoosiers, you are focused on how they're going to lose to Illinois. I love it. I mean, it's going to happen. But the good thing is you can't blow your money on the Northwestern money line for next week because you can't bet on it. So you're good. You know, you're you're being saved here, Joe. This is a great act. This is a great law. It's it's fantastic. Legally. Legally. Yes. yes. (laughs) We'll we'll get to that law coming up in a bit with State Rep Mike Zalewski right here on Early Odd Sports Radio. Radio 670, the score again, my guest, Jim Sonis. Follow him on Twitter by his name, at Jim Sonis. So let's get to this Week 13 card. It's uh, pretty amazing. that They'll keep moving games. We'll have a Wednesday game. We'll have a Tuesday like we do this upcoming week. But they still haven't canceled any NFL games. And you have cancellation after cancellation in college football. So a couple of different situations there. But uh, I want you to start us off. And I know you are intrigued, as am I, 
by this New England-LA Chargers matchup. The look-ahead had the Chargers as slight one-and-a-half-point favorites. Now the Patriots are favored by one, a total of 47-and-a-half. What do you like here? I don't want to touch the spread. I refuse to touch the money line. Everything that about this game on paper says go Chargers, but like after what we saw last week, can you ever physically get yourself to press submit uh, on a Chargers bet? No, I'm not going to, but I can bet the over on their team total. It's 24 points over at FanDuel Sportsbook. I think that is abundantly fair because the reason that I'm into the Chargers here is because the Patriots' defense is still super overrated. And I'm willing to bet against them repeatedly just because I think that books are still giving them way too much respect. So the team total here at 24 points, it's minus 106. Like, that's actually the same number as the money line. Save yourself the headache at the end of the game and don't leave it up to Anthony Lynn to get you this number, you know? You got minus 106 on the team total at 24 points. I'd rather take that than sweat the money line and need the Chargers to actually win this game. So I have a lot of respect for the Chargers offense. I have very little respect for the Patriots defense. And I, I want to take advantage of that, but I can't do it with the money line or the spread. So to me, I think the most logical way to go at this Chargers game where I think that they will do well is just go at the team total and go over 24 points. And I have seen some 23s out there. At I'll happily take book. that. Yeah, yeah you, can, you can find some 23s for the team total with the LA Chargers. It makes a lot of sense. New England's defense, pass defense, because you're going against Herbert. You, you want to consider that. Dead last, pass success rate. 31st, explosive pass rate. 30th and pass DVOA. Talk about Bill Belichick all you want. The defense absolutely stinks. And so I, I did a Twitter poll the other night. I said, sharp or stupid, betting on Anthony <laughs> Lynn against Bill Belichick. The line's only one. And it was 80% stupid. Stupid if you bet on Anthony Lynn. So you're saying avoid that. Just go team total over. Chargers are still going to score. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, again, I see value in betting the Chargers, but I am a human being with a, a heart and, like, a brain. I value my health. I'd rather not put money on the Chargers winning or covering. I just, I don't want to, I don't want to bother with that right now. Okay. Here's a side that I do like, and I want to get your thoughts here. Let's go to Sunday at noon and the Raiders are visiting the Jets. Jets still looking for the first win of the year. Raiders coming off back-to-back losses, just embarrassed last week against the Falcons. That was ugly. You're just waiting. Okay. When, when's Atlanta going to collapse here? Are they going to do that? Nope. Nope. It was a bad spot for the Raiders coming off that Casey game. And they, they were competitive there. Now they go, are going across the country in an early time slot. I don't know if that will scare people off. Jets, worst team in the NFL, dead last net yards per play, dead last total DVOA. Sam Darnold has zero touchdowns over his last four games. Zero touchdowns, four interceptions, his last four games combined, and he's averaging 170 passing yards, all garbage time in those four games. It's unbelievable. The line keeps climbing. It was at seven and a half earlier in the week. Bet it then. It's still climbing. I don't care. It's now at nine. They're, they're hoping people don't tease them down. I say you could still tease it. I say the Raiders offense pours it on this Jets defense. Jets are 0-12. Raiders covered. Do you agree? I was on the Dolphins side last week, so I was very happy with the way the Jets performed. I thought it was great. I thought they were phenomenal, personally. Uh, I think it's a different situation here just because the Raiders' defense is so bad that it may help the Jets a bit. Like, I'm not expecting Sam Darnold to be good. Maybe less hideous, potentially, is a way to phrase that. Uh, So it's a better spot for them, for sure. 
The reason that I, I can't quite get to nine, again, I was telling you before we started recording, I started doing my own numbers for this stuff, and it has the game right at nine. So I think the seven and a half, like, you know, there's not a huge difference from a, a key numbers perspective. So I thought it was easier to get to there. Uh, but the reason that I'm a little bit wary of it at that number is you mentioned the travel, but also Nelson Aguilar and Josh Jacobs are banged up right now for Las Vegas. Aguilar weirdly has been really good. Uh, if you look at Derek Carr's numbers targeting Nelson Aguilar, 0.72 expected points per attempt there compared to 0.34 targeting anybody else in this team. It's a pretty big drop off. So I actually would expect the offense to take a tiny step back if Aguilar can't go. Trent Brown might be back this week. That's a pretty big readdition for Las Vegas. But I think that there are enough warning flags where I'm okay staying away from this one now that it's at nine. Like if there were to be a situation where it slid back a bit, maybe I'd be in Las Vegas. But at nine, a little bit too much for me to pull the trigger right now. Okay, so I, I'm in on the Raiders. I'm willing to lay it. Jim says, I don't know about that. The Jets offense might do enough to hang around inside the number. And I will say, Joe, yeah. though, I am sitting next to a Chad Pennington figurine, so maybe <laughs> I'm not the best voice to listen to on this one. I mean, you spent money at one point in your life, or somebody did on that. It was a, it was a Christmas gift when I was probably 14, but it's still here, man. It's still here. Okay, okay. You're going to have to get, cut that one loose when they get Trevor Lawrence. Right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I'll never, I'll never divorce myself from James Chadwick Pennington. I would never, never do that. <laughs> there are certain guys you, you, you think back to. Like at one point in my life, yeah, P.T. Willis, I thought he would be great if they just gave <laughs> a chance to start for the Bears. But that's what always happens in the NFL. You always think the backups are a lot better. And we're starting to see that right now in the NFL. Right, right. Uh, Bengals, uh, yeah. We'll probably see Colt Oof. McCoy going for the Giants. It's going to be ugly in a bunch of games. How about the NFC West? Uh, this matchup is really intriguing. And every NFC West matchup is. It is by far the best division in the NFL. How about the Rams coming off a bad loss against San Francisco at the Cardinals? And the look-ahead line was Arizona minus one. And it's gone all the way to Rams minus three, a total of 48. Anything you like? Yeah, I think that the, the over in this game is really intriguing. It's going to open at 48 and a half. So we have seen some downward movement there. But 98% of the money is on the over. So I feel like it's probably going to bounce back up at some point. So if you can get 48, I'd probably take that uh, right now, just because I think that's a, a pretty solid number. And I could see it bouncing back up at some point. And the reason I like that is I think it's a good buy low spot for both offenses. Kyler Murray did not look healthy last week against New England, but he's an additional week removed from that shoulder injury. That's a good thing. He had a full practice on Thursday this week, whereas last week he wasn't full until Friday. So I think that bodes well for Kyler Murray being at least a little bit healthier this week. It's obviously a tough spot against the Rams because that defense is so good, but I have a lot of faith in Kyler in general just because he's so, he's so different. He's so unique as a quarterback. The Rams... We did see them, you know, drop a, a bad golf game last week against the 49ers. And that was a tough spot because, you know, it's a good defensive line and they got a lot of pressure there. And the Cardinals do the same thing. They're a blitz heavy team. They get a lot of pressure. But in a similar situation the week before that, we saw golf do really well against Tampa Bay, who is a better defense overall than Arizona. So I think it's a good bounce back spot for both offenses. So I do like the over here. If I had to pick a side, I would go with Arizona. I think that plus three is if I'm taking the angle of buy low on Kyler, getting three points there is, is obviously really fun. But I think I like the over more in this game. I was leaning towards Arizona, and I, I agree with your opinion on Kyler Murray should be healthier. We'll see if we get the old Kyler, if he's involved in the run game there. And uh, both of these have been under teams throughout the year, and sometimes that can present some value later in the year for the overs. But what, I understand why the market has come in heavy on the Rams, and one of the big reasons is Sean McVay 
has the Cardinals number coming off a loss. And also he is six and zero against the spread covering on average covering by Jim an average of 16 points per game. (laughs) (laughs) Wolf. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, that's why they're all betting the Rams. I think I understand. Yeah. It's like Sean McVay might be kind of smart. I know we kind of like made fun of him. Kingsbury. Yeah. I mean, the field goal decisions for, for old cliff, they're getting better, but they're still out there yet, bud. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Good angle there on that game. I would lean Arizona. But that stat I just told you, not the biggest trends player, that might scare you off. <laughs> you, you might not want to go against Sean McVay in this specific spot. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670, The Score. My guest this week, Jim Sonis, senior writer and analyst for Number Fire at Jim Sonis on Twitter. Uh, Jim, any other NFL games that interest you? Props, side, total, anything else that we haven't hit on? Yeah, I think that one that is kind of interesting is Denver against Kansas City. Um, And that's scary, but like it's a big number. Uh, 13 and a half is, it's a lot, man. And I'm kind of interested in getting in on Denver here. Their defense has played really well. Not that matters against Patrick Mahomes. Uh, but also it's a, a repeat divisional matchup. Um, you know, Denver gets Drew Locke back and it's not just Drew Locke. They get their receivers back healthy. And when they've had them this year, they've actually put up some points. So like, I wouldn't rule out a backdoor cover type of situation here for Denver. Uh, the numbers I've been tinkering with, and again, this is fairly early, but like they have this as a 10 point spread, uh, in favor of Kansas city. So I don't hate Denver plus 13 and a half. I would hate myself for betting as Patrick Mahomes. My life motto is never have myself rooting against Patrick Mahomes, but I'll view it instead as rooting for Drew Locke, which is fun. He's erratic. He's wild. He's crazy. And if you just don't want to bet against the Chiefs, take the over 50 and a half. I think that's also a pretty good number to get at, uh, the over 50 and a half for that game. Should we just just be uh, betting against Brandon Allen? Should we be doing that? I mean, probably. (laughs) (laughs) All my prep work last week was for for Ryan Finley, and then they announced on Wednesday or whatever they were going to start Brandon Allen or Tuesday or whatever it was. And then it's like, oh, no, it's the same person. Like, they're, they may have different names, but they're the same person. He had yeah. the exact same passing efficiency you would have expected out of Finley. So, like, it doesn't matter. Like, behind that offensive line, they're all bad. Uh, Jim, I don't know if you're much of a teaser better, but there are some appealing options that we have this week. Uh, we didn't hit on Green Bay, Philly. If you tease Green Bay, you can get that inside of a field goal. We talked about the Chargers, and they keep games close. It's at one. You want to get through that seven, but that's a possible option. The Chargers are always in close games. And if you tease Detroit against the Bears, you'd be getting the Bears' opponent by more than a touchdown. And the Bears have beat one team this year by more than four points, and that was Carolina uh, by seven. So to me, I don't know if you're big into teasers. I think there are some nice options out there this week. I think that the, the Bears one is interesting because like that line looks really efficient at, at minus three. So if you can get some wiggle room there, obviously like you're paying for the wiggle room. But you know, I think that that's definitely interesting. So I think that of those, the, the Bears one is interesting. I think that the Packers offense could go kind of, the Zerk this week. I didn't feel the need to talk about it. The weather initially looks kind of sketchy, but the wind has come down there. So I'm actually okay with that. Um, and we've had only four games this year where they've had all of Lazard, Devante, and Aaron Jones healthy. Aaron Rodgers has been the most efficient quarterback in football in those games. So I'm never going to talk you out of a situation where you can get, uh, get action on the Packers. I think that's generally a good line of thought for this week. And the Eagles' offense will not go berserk right. against Green Bay. <laughs> that, that one, we are sure of that. Uh, Jim Sana, senior writer and analyst for Number Fire 
Check out his work, numberfire.com, at Jim Sonis on Twitter. Jim, thanks for coming on Early Odds this week. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate it. Good luck to you with uh, college and NFL stuff this week. You can text the score 24-7 at 312-644-6767 or tweet me directly at Joe0670. The score listener line is powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. So we've had legalized sports betting in Illinois for a while now, and many of you are frustrated by a few issues. I feel your frustration. Let's get some answers on some imperative questions, like when can I bet on Illinois, Northwestern, NIU, ISU, UIC, to name a few? When can I do that legally? I'll speak with State Rep Michael Zalewski next on this topic. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670, The Score. Now we welcome in a, a familiar voice, if you've been listening to Early Odds for a while, state rep Mike Zalewski, and uh, he's a big part of bringing sports betting to the state of Illinois. And once it launched, we didn't really have a, a reason to check in with you, Mike, but I, I think now is uh, certainly a good time. Now that sports betting has settled in, the in-person registration has not been a, been a big concern you don't want to say anything good happened with the pandemic because a lot of people are hurting out there. And of course, all the sickness and uh, the deaths that we're dealing with in this country and throughout the rest of the world. But it ended up not being an issue for sports betting, which is going to help the revenue down the road for the state. Um, you could follow Mike on Twitter at MJ Zalewski. So, Mike, do you want to start with the sports betting or, or do you want to start with Len Casper going to the other side of town with your team or your new manager, Tony LaRussa? 
I'm excited about Len Casper. <laughs> I will start with uh, sports betting. And it's funny you mention it because, um, you know, I think COVID demonstrated that the marketplace will with um, online sort of fully plugged in is is way better. And we sort of knew that, but we also had a stiff headwind with bricks and mortar casinos in this state. And if it weren't for the accommodation of tethering online to the bricks and mortar, it probably wouldn't have gotten done. But, you know, to your point, COVID has shown us the way to do it. And I think prospectively, we all know that online is is important enough to the program to keep it for the way it is. So we're waiting on the October numbers, but the September numbers, which football didn't even start until the middle mm-hmm. of September. Keep that in mind. And we didn't even have the Big Ten playing at this time. Uh, but September, $305 million. That was the Illinois handle. 93% online. It was a low hold for the sports books. So uh, sports bettors did well in September. But did the handle of over $300 million exceed your expectations? It's all exceeded my expectations. I think sports fans were thirsty. Uh, you had this sort of high dosage concentrate of baseball where every game was, you know, important. So uh, fans were watching with interest. I think football started in the middle. Um, and as a result, people have, you know, Joe, I, I say this, you, you mentioned the hardship it's caused, but to the extent people have, you know, nothing to do. It, it, it's showing that they really want to just consume sports in a different way. So fantasy plus sports betting, you get yourself uh, at least a, uh, what I would call COVID silver lining, which again, it's, it's very much, we have bigger fish to fry in COVID, but the numbers reflect uh, a robust marketplace for sure. Let's reverse a little bit. Let's go back to uh, the, the passing of this bill at the end of the spring session. Uh, wow, it is a while ago now. Now, <laughs> Michael, it's, it's amazing. Five years ago, really. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's go back there because clearly the biggest complaint is the inability in state to legally bet on uh, the teams like Illinois, and now we've got Illinois in the top five. We can't bet on Northwestern games, and it looks like they're going to be participating in the Big Ten championship game. Do you think that sports betting would have passed in Illinois? if you were allowed to bet on these events? Without that provision, it probably would have passed. But, but it's also very much hindsighty, you know, in terms of what I would have told myself going back in the time machine. I, that provision stuck around. It, we had that second hearing where Josh Whitman came and sort of said, we really don't want this period. And, and, but if you did that, we would at least be less resistant to it. Uh, his testimony, I think, was exactly if, you know, I would make it, it would make it less bad or something to that effect. Um, so in hindsight, the, the provision, you know, is very much something I would have done over again. I, had I done it, had I the chance to do over again, I would have not done it. Um, that being said, it's a pretty easy fix. There are a number of technical issues within the bill, and I'm not talking fundamental stuff. I'm talking stuff that regulators care about, you know, uh, the Department of Revenue cares about that we need to re- address in the statute. And, and within that, I think either myself or hopefully someone who, who's working on this issue can insert a provision to just remove that because it just doesn't make a lot of sense. We're cutting off our noses despite our face on not allowing people to uh, 
you wager on Illinois games. I don't think the student athletes are in any danger of being corrupted. You know, if they're not corrupted by COVID, they're not going to be corrupted by sinister gaming forces. So uh, hopefully we can resolve that when we go back down there, which is a big, it's a big question mark right now. Yeah. And uh, as we all know, if uh, the 80s are worried about the gambling aspects or, or being pushed one way or the other, well, it's not like you can't bet on it right now. So you can do it illegally in many different ways, or you can cross the border over to Indiana. It's here and it's not going anywhere. So you said it's an easy fix. A timeline. Uh, you said you don't know when you're going back down to Springfield. I mean, that, that's a lot of us. We don't know when we're going back to work. I haven't been in the studio since March. I have no idea when I'm going back. Yeah. Uh, but what about the timeline? Now, you hear from people all the time, as, as do I. A lot of times we're on those same tweets. When do you think this could be fixed if Illinois were to make a run in March? Is that possible by March Madness? Uh, if we went down for lame duck and there was a desire to so lame duck, what we refer to as lame duck session is when members who lost re-election or retired are allowed to vote on things for like two or three days before the new General Assembly gets sworn in. Typically, that's a time to do stuff like this because members, I mean, I don't want to say there's a little bit of senioritis, but they, they don't care as much. Uh, they, they, you know, they're there to just sort of pack up their things and, and move along. Um, so if there's a lame duck in the period before January 13th when the new General Assembly gets sworn in, um, I, I would urge us to do some stuff on sports betting and gaming generally. I, I, I'll defer to Bob Reed on the, all the other stuff, but, but I would say just get it cleaned up, get the statute cleaned up for the gaming board so that we go fresh into 2021 with a brand new bill. So that's one option. It could very well not happen if COVID spikes or if other factors factor in. The other option is probably we regrettably we would miss March Madness because I don't think we would do much um, before uh, the tournament. So we would want to get it done so that we could uh, revisit Northwestern and Illinois football in the fall. So those are my two, those are my two kind of potentials, I guess. Joe Ostrowski, this is early odds on sports radio, six seventy. The score, my guest state rep, Mike Zalewski at MJ Zalewski on Twitter. Uh, the other issue we hear about, this one is not exclusive to Illinois. It's happened in many other states. I hear about it from people in New Jersey, which was the first state after PASPA was overturned. Uh, they're dealing with this as well. How some of these sports books operate. Do you have any issues? There are a lot of stories that, uh, well, if you're a winning better, they don't want any of your action. They're going to cut you off or yeah, sure. You can bet on that game, but you can't bet 100 You can bet $5.33. That happened a lot. Or you enter the bet for some winning bettors. You enter it, and then you see the spinning wheel, spinning wheel, and then they change the odds on you. Because like, okay, this is the right side. Let's change the odds because this guy wants that one. Uh, how do you react when you hear stories like that? It's funny because I, I didn't even know this was going on. Um, and then a couple of uh, – uh, Twitter followers were kind enough to let me know. Uh, and I, um, you know, I, I did my own due diligence on it. And, and the way I've come to understand this dynamic is that these are, these are effectively house rules. It, the comparison has been given to me that it's, it's the equivalent of a, of a pit boss coming over and not liking a double down on a, on a 14 or something. Now that I don't know that the betting public agrees with that. So um, that's that's one issue. The other issue is I, I the question I really have is how much of that is in the terms and conditions? 
because I think it's a transparency concern as much as a house rules concern. In other words, I'd like to know before I sign up for your platform, if you're going to do that to me, because, you know, I, I, I think if it's not in the terms and conditions, then, then I, you know, am I really getting a, am I really getting a fair shake from the, from the operator? Now, it's a complicated issue, and and I don't know that uh, I'll be able to uh, give an as informed answer today as I as I would if I had staff looking into this. Which staff is it's hard to get staff to to in front of a, in a law library to do stuff right now. So, uh, but I'm aware of it. You know, I I was surprised the person who tweeted at me um, immediately. There was forty or fifty people that chimed in and said, "Yeah, it happened to me. It happened to me. It happened to me. It happened to me." And so I, I, you know, I'm like, man, these guys are really good betters for them to be all being throttled down like this. But, you know, that doesn't mean it's not occurring. So uh, definitely aware of it, trying to see what, if anything, lawmakers can do to address it. And the one, uh, one complaint that I also hear, and I'm sure that uh, this is part of what you're hearing too, is uh, you mentioned the word transparency there with some of these sports books. It, having limits is fine. Uh, lower limits, especially early in the week when we're talking about the NFL as we're trying to shake it, figure out some of the information throughout the week as we get closer and closer to Sunday. I understand all that, but they aren't telling betters what the limits are with some of these mm-hmm. books. Like, right. and, and they ask and they, and they just say, well, I'll just enter a bet and then we'll see. They don't make any sense. In some sports books, so if we use the, uh, the last NBA draft as an example – I know better that was trying to bet on Patrick Williams to go number four overall, and it was 30 to one and he couldn't get a $250 bet down. They said you can bet $29 and 53 cents or something like that. But then the next day after Williams went number four, they were out there promoting, Oh, look at this big bet. We took on Patrick Williams, number four overall. I do think these are my, my colleagues will say in that instance, and, and, you know, it's hard draft betting is kind of, I don't like, it's hard to manage that a lot, uh, not to, to be devil's advocate, because how do you know that better, you know, isn't working on the Bulls staff and knows stuff. So I think. Do they have access to information? Yeah. So, so I, I, I am more like that. That's, that's a scenario that I, I do agree going out there and then celebrating the fact you took the bet is a little odd, but yeah. what I'm like, the way the guy, that tweeted me mentioned it was it was a prop bet in a in a Monday night game that he it was a player prop there's no reason to, to in my mind that you know that this is going to happen or not happen so I it's definitely an odd circumstance it's it's definitely something I do think we need to figure out before the two online only platforms won't go live because you know I'm told that there's I'm told that there's uh books out there that you know are you know maybe they will not limit your action so and maybe those books are the ones that go live or go online only. So it's probably something we have to a little bit do a little more deeper dive on. Sure. And uh, the number one issue on people's mind, we, we talked about it a few minutes ago, but I just want to circle back to it uh, as far as betting on the teams in Illinois. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it cracks me up because the college basketball betters, uh, there's so many of them that bet against Chicago State every single game. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you, can't even, you can't do that in the state of Illinois. By next college football season, do you think we'll be able to, to bet on Illinois I, and Northwestern? I'm hopeful that the answer is yes. I, I'm as hopeful as I can be that I would pass a bill not dealing with sports betting that we could get that provision removed. I, I just don't – it just doesn't make – in hindsight, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to have done it. I'm Mia Cul- That's a Mia Culpa on that one. 
even with Indiana uh, live for now a couple of football seasons, will Illinois have the largest sports betting handle of all the legal states in the country? I think we're going to be really good, Joe. I, I, I've said since I think the first time I was on with you, our, our marketplace is really conducive to this. We have so many teams that we, we're benef- we have the benefit of five professional teams. We have the benefit of uh, several um, casinos and casino platforms. We have the racetracks. We have a very complicated gaming, dense gaming, gaming market that people are consistently trying to uh, take advantage of. I think we have a really decent shot to be, if not, if the leader in the Midwest, a, a leader in the country. Um, and, and I listen to the station, you know, like you guys are consistently, <laughs> yeah. you guys are consistently being like uh, telling people how innovative the platforms are getting. Like I've stuff that I didn't even, I didn't even dream of when we started this road. Like it's a really strong competitive market right now. And, and I think that that is only going to lead to uh, a strong revenue number for the state of Illinois. You guys advocated for the horse racing industry so much, and it's really cool what's going to happen at Hawthorne, and, and they're partnered with PointsBet, of course. How do you feel on a personal level about what's happening with Arlington? I'm bummed about it. I, I, I've been Arlington. Uh, my dad worked as a teller at Arlington back in, in his early 30s. Uh, that, that race course was, was a gem. And, um, you know, I think uh, CDI, um, they really just, I, in my senses, and I don't want to speak poorly of them, but I just don't think they really want to be a racing company anymore. I think they want to be a casino company that may host some races. And so, um, that's, that's their prerogative, but, uh, I'm excited for Hawthorne. I think, uh, it's a, it's a hidden gem and the Carey family, um, being a family owned, uh, company has the opportunity to, to really make it a unique uh, place in in the Midwest for racing, um, I hope the purses in, improve. Um, I hope that the the the, the, the age old uh, battle between the horsemen and the owners can finally be resolved, so that we can have a robust marketplace. Because they will never get a better bill than they got in Senate Bill Six Ninety. I mean, it's, no. it's not so so. They need to come to peace in the valley and and try to get the get, get horse racing going again. That's my take. Yeah, and as far as the sports betting, you alluded to it. We've got points bet, bet rivers, Fanduel, DraftKings, Will Hill, BetMGM is on the way. So mm-hmm. uh, the marketplace is thriving, and, and it shows with with a handle of over three hundred billion dollars with a half a month of NFL. Yes. Yes. And wait, I, I'm, I'm excited about November masters plus uh, Thanksgiving games, I think is going to be a, a blockbuster. So I'm, I'm, my fingers are crossed. Awesome. And we look forward to hearing the news and hopefully uh, it's turned around for people that don't follow this. And I, I you know, I've been critical of, of this in the past and we've talked about it of some of the stuff in the Illinois bill, but this is how it is in a lot of States. You go mm-hmm. through your rough patch, you figure out where we messed up. And then, and then you fix it. And usually a year or so after you launch sports betting, things are fine, right? Yep. And, co- and again, COVID, not ideal in any circumstance. But it really did give the, the law a chance to breathe and, and make us – the, the soft rollout, I think, helped the gaming board catch its breath. I think it helped the operators catch their breath. And as a result, we're going to have uh, both be fully informed – 
when we go back down there. I mean, I, Joe, the day Rivers opened uh, was like the Monday where COVID was like starting to like be yep. a thing. And, and I'll never forget uh, the feeling of like walking out of there and just and being like, man, we just did this. And people are like, and the NBA's canceled. <laughs> so I, it's, it's, it's just been a surreal few months for sure. <laughs> it was right before March Madness. You were there that morning bet on Yo- betting on Yohan Makata to be the MVP. Yeah, that's right. That's I, right. I, I walked in a couple got me. Who the got me on that bet, too? <laughs> Abreu! You picked the wrong yeah. Sox player. I know. I totally did. I picked the wrong uh, Cuban um, uh, superstar. Illinois State Rep Mike Zalewski at MJ Zalewski on Twitter tweets a bunch about uh, his White Sox and the Bears and all that stuff. So big sports fan. And uh, we're looking forward to get hammering out a few of the issues with the Illinois bill, but things are going well. Uh, Mike, thanks for coming on early odds this morning on the score. All right, Joe, take care of yourself. Glad we got that chance to catch up with State Rep Zalewski. Gave us some reasons for optimism on the future of sports betting in our state of Illinois when things are back to normal. Up next on Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Hawthorne's Jim Miller gives us a winner or two on 670 The Score, hopefully, and the Radio.com app. Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670 The Score, and every single Saturday around this time we check in with Jim Miller over at Hawthorne Racecourse. He's on Twitter, at Hawthorne Jim. Jim, you know, some of the big races for the year are now past, but things are hopping. I I keep seeing all this cool stuff going on at Hawthorne, and you guys have a brand new offer for new signups with the Club Hawthorne app. Yeah, and that's the cool thing, Joe, is we're winding down. We have about a month to go for racing, but since we returned to racing here during the pandemic, it has really been tremendous. The, the support we've gotten from the racing fan has been awesome, but we still want to get new fans involved. So if they sign up with the Club Hawthorne app, each weekend in the month of December, we're going to give away $1,000 to a new member sign up. All they have to do is sign up with the app, place a wager on a Hawthorne race, and they're in for the drawing. So we're giving away $4,000 in the month of December. We want people to watch and wager through our site. Horse racing has been something that's carried on through, even with all the hiccups going on with pro sports. So we want to keep people involved for our races for the end of the meet. And I'll tell you, a chance to win a grand every weekend isn't too bad either. And we'll get to... An NFL matchup that I know you want to discuss in just a quick moment, but people check in every week. They want to know your picks for all the races over at Hawthorne. What stands out today? Well, I'll tell you, we got another winner last week, so that was a good thing. We're rolling along, and we got three horses today. Race two, the six-horse driver, Dan, should be able to show some speed, should be able to take them the whole way around. Bet that one to win in place. Go to race four with the four-horse, Irish Lighted Road. 20-1 to in the morning line. Bet this horse across the board. Might be able to steal the race as well. And then a stakes race in the fifth race. Look to the six-horse, Jolina. Bet this horse to win. The horse loves the Hawthorne track. Broke its maiden there and should be very tough again later today. All right, what NFL matchup is uh, grabbing your eye today set up for tomorrow? There's a lot of pretty good games we got. Well, and it's really weird, Joe, because it seems like your marquee matchup is two leaders in the NFC. One's the New York Giants, the other is the Seattle Seahawks. (laughs) But the game that I want to focus on is New Orleans and Atlanta. And we've talked about all the different props that you can play through points bet. But here's one I think people have to look for. It's the Taysom Hill touchdown run. He had, what, two, two weeks ago, two last week? Look and see what the odds are in him to score a touchdown rushing and to possibly score multiple touchdowns rushing because Atlanta's given up a ton of points. New Orleans is still scoring, but it seems like it's Taysom Hill that's the one that's pushing it into the end zone. 
I've talked about this all week on Bet Sweat. You are 100% correct. I couldn't believe over the last couple of games when Taysom Hill was starting that you could still get Taysom Hill anytime touchdown, which means rushing at plus money. But I think the books are finally catching on, Jim. It looks like you're going to have to lay a number here if you want to get Taysom Hill anytime touchdown. But you're right. He should get into the end zone. Uh, But there is some juice now on that. Even against Denver, it was plus money. I couldn't believe it. This matchup is fascinating. I feel like the line kind of stinks. New Orleans favored by three after eight straight wins going up against Atlanta. Atlanta had the 37-point victory against the Las Vegas Raiders last week. They look good ever since they fired Dan Quinn here. It feels like a division matchup. They're playing twice in three weeks. The Falcons are live to not only cover but win this game. Yeah, and they could, and it could be another high-scoring game because kind of the way the Falcons have done it now is really tossing the ball around a little bit, taking some more shots. They're connecting on those shots, though, and they looked great last week against the Raiders, and the Raiders came into that game as a favorite and looked to be the team that was going to roll over Atlanta. It was completely the opposite, but you know so many people love the Saints, so I I do think that line's going to hold right there. Jim, as a uh, big White Sox fan, so Aloy wasn't enough? Aloy's not enough. you got to steal Len Casper No, this is great. I love this. I love it. I love Len Casper. It's awesome for the broadcast booth. This is fantastic. Not only do we take a great broadcaster and bring him to the south side, but we take him away from the north side team. This is fantastic. I told Lawrence on the air yesterday, I mean, we'd have to go through it, but the White Sox might have the best TV slash radio combo in the broadcasting booth and all Major League Baseball. Yeah, and I agree with you, and they might. And I'll tell you, even if we don't get anybody else in the offseason, the Cubs don't get anybody else in the offseason. <laughs> the Sox have won the offseason here in Chicago, and it comes in the broadcast booth, but I'll take it. I think it was an incredible move. I think it, it's a move where I think the White Sox actually steal the thunder here in Chicago more than the Cubs when the move gets made. Don't worry about Tony LaRusa. Now you've got Led Casper, so it's going to be an enjoyable broadcast on both TV and radio. Jim Miller. Hawthorne Racecourse at Hawthorne Jib on Twitter. Jim, cash some tickets today and tomorrow, okay? You got it. You too, Joe. Thanks. If you're looking for more sports betting angles this weekend, subscribe to my daily radio.com sports podcast. It is called Bet Sweat. Subscribe to it on the podcast catcher of your choice. Back on Bet Sweats Monday morning live 9 to 11 a.m. on the radio.com app Tuesday and Wednesday shows right here on 670 the score. Follow me, tweet me at Joe 0670. Inside the clubhouse is next. I heard there's some baseball broadcasting bombshell that went down yesterday. I'm sure the guys will be talking about it. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski back next Saturday at 8 a.m. Best of luck with your bets. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. 
There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.